Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This month's featured young adult is Cherie Anamashan. She is 17 years old and she is the founder of Her Rising Initiative, an amazing nonprofit working to give back to her own community as well as Nigeria. She has big dreams and she's achieving them. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Well, welcome, Sherry. I'm so excited to meet with you. It's, what, 6 o'clock Saturday, your time. No big plans tonight? No big plans. <laughs> it's okay, me either. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on. I heard about you through Olivia Olson, who I had on the podcast last month, and she had only good things to say about you. You're only 17, right? Yes, 17. Only 17, and you're the president of an organization, a nonprofit called Her Rising Initiative. How did that come about? Because most people your age aren't creating programs, and I'm starting to find you guys. I'm starting to find you and Olivia. You guys are out there doing these incredible things, but how did you come up with Her Rising Initiative? Yeah, so I'm 17, yes, but I've always been surrounded by like a lot of mentors um, and a lot of people who always inspired me. And then when I went into different spaces and met more people who were younger, I was seeing, especially with COVID, that they didn't have access to those kind of mentors. And I was really thinking, okay, how can I help um, these children, these girls, these women? And then I was just thinking, how can I help people rise above? And that's where the name kind of came from, Her Rising Initiative. So I wanted to help people rise above, especially in the pandemic. Um, and the biggest thing that I was seeing was mental health challenges. Um, so I was just writing, 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 because that's kind of my way of coping with different issues in the world is just writing about it. So then I created like a journal that other girls, that other women could write in as well. It had like prompts, journaling and everything. And then those books are actually what ended up funding the nonprofit. So I just wanted to help people rise above. And now I can use kind of her rising to start whatever event or whatever scholarship I want to do um, to help people around my community. Wow. And it's so interesting talking about mental health because I'm 30 and I feel like people my age are just really starting to talk about it. But growing up, we didn't because it was something that wasn't brought up a lot. It was kind of like this thing that we all knew was out there, but no one felt comfortable talking about it. And now it seems like the younger generation is becoming a little bit more comfortable. Have you always been open to talking about mental health or kind of it came about the past few years? Yes. So mental health is actually, I think I definitely see your point of view. I think for my generation, especially, we definitely started talking about mental health in the classroom very early on. Um, So I always was kind of interested in psychology and the brain and emotions, like how do we handle those? So I think that was a really big part for me. Um, I've always been comfortable talking about my mental health, Um, though I haven't struggled with depression, so to speak. I've always been the one who my friends or my family would come to, to like vent, to talk about different issues. Um, So I always found myself trying to gain more knowledge about mental health so I'd be a better support system for the people around me. So I think that's been a big part of what I do today. So you started the books and you have two different versions and it's called Compass. What is it? Her her in the right direction. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, Compass. I know the extra part is kind of difficult, but honestly, I just go around saying Compass books. But yeah. the entire name is Compass, Her Steps in the Right Direction, because I was kind of thinking of something that would guide people. 
Um, it's not really like your traditional book where the reader is just telling you stuff. It's kind of an invitation for people to write about their story, to express themselves. Um, but there are like many lessons. There are little quotes. Every quote that I found inspiring that I have on my wall is actually in the book. So everything that's kind of guided me is in that book. Yeah, and it's it's very smart that you have the adult version and the teen version. How did you decide to differentiate the two? Yeah, so I think with the teen one, that was the one I was the most passionate about because I knew I could talk about like breakups, stuff that really affected my friends, that all the stuff they would vent to me about. And then I was kind of thinking for adults, I've seen their struggles are more like stress, like they have bills to take care of, they have a lot going on. And that's what kind of hurts their mental health the most. Whereas for like a 13 year old, they're not worried about bills, nor do they care about bills. So I was like, okay, there needs to be two different versions because these two different ages are experiencing life differently. So these books um, are kind of catered to those experiences. So the teen one, there's like a lot more games, even the style of language and the tone I use is much more playful. It's like, I'm just talking to my friend. Whereas the adult one, it's more of like, I'm hyping up like an older aunt or an older sister kind of thing. I like that. It's it's very smart, very clever, especially because it can be used either way also. As a third-year-old, I can use the teen one if I want, yeah. or I can use the adult one and kind of vice versa. If you have a young adult who's very mature, they might yeah. need a slightly older one or depending on everyone's living situation. So it's very creative to use the two different kinds there. and. So you started with the Compass Books, and that funded the nonprofit. Yes. Got it. So you started this nonprofit, Her Rising Initiative, and under that umbrella, you have so many different things. <laughs> you have the Rising Scholarship Fund. You have the Giving Back to Nigeria, right, which is also, I mean, such a beautiful aspect of the fact that you're helping people in this country and then trying to help overseas too. And I believe your family's from Nigeria? From Nigeria. So were, were your parents born there? Yeah, so my parents were, it's kind of funny actually, they were born in the US, and then I guess when they hit like age two, they were brought back to Nigeria. So majority of their childhood was in Nigeria, and then like during the college season, they kind of get out of high school at 17, so then they actually would fly back to America and like find a college, a university, and then they just stayed in Chicago. And that's where they grew up. I wonder how it's been growing up. I have a dad who was born in Israel, so he's a foreigner. How has it been for you growing up with parents who, I guess, are sort of foreigners, but also kind of not foreigners? Um, I think it's been really interesting kind of experience. I feel like I've been able to have the best of both worlds. So whereas other families or other children were raised in maybe more lenient households, I definitely had structure. There was always like that strict kind of Nigerian aspect to it. But then there was like times me and my mom would go out for pizza or we have like pizza night. So we it's definitely the best of both worlds. Um, And I think just having that Nigerian culture that I can kind of lean back onto, I think it grounds me. It makes me more grateful, honestly, because even just thinking about the COVID pandemic, I mean, us Americans were like mad. We were we weren't coping well. But then I was just thinking about like my family, my relatives back in Nigeria who didn't even have the resources that we had. Um, so I think that just really grounds me having that Nigerian, that cultural, that foreign aspect to me as well. So was it always a plan to give back to Nigeria in some form or another? Uh, yes, actually. Um, I think the first time I went to Nigeria, I was around three or four, and I always knew like I was gonna 
find some way to help out. I just didn't know how. So I was actually just really glad that in 2021, I was able to just start that. And so what what does Her Rising Initiative do? And then how does it also give back to Nigeria? So I like to think of Her Rising as kind of like my baby. So I'm a very like all around person. I like to do a bunch of different things. So I wanted to make sure that my nonprofit was just as like creative as I was. Things you mentioned, like the Rising Scholarship, that's something we started this year. As I am a senior in high school and I saw that like most seniors are stressed out about college, about scholarships, I was like, well, what if I could help at least one senior with that? Um, so I worked with Kendra Scott, different companies to fundraise. Um, and then we were able to award one student a $500 scholarship just a couple of weeks ago. So it's definitely something I want to make bigger. I want to keep doing that. And then we also have Girls Who Lead events. I think that's what most people around my state know me for is the Girls Who Lead event. So that's where we have older women who are in different fields come and do workshops with the younger girls in Illinois. So then I've had lawmakers. I had the senator come in, but I've had like artists. I've had dancers. I've had chefs come in. Um, so these like little girls who are like, I want to be a chef or I want to be a dancer. They actually get to learn from someone who's doing that and who's succeeding at that. So Girls Who Leads, one of our free events. And then what I'm doing in Nigeria and what I hope to like expand to different places actually this year is like I'll sell my books and like take all the proceeds and then like just give it to the women there, different organizations there. So I definitely love to do that around the world. That's my dream. And it's such a nice way to give back and just show that you can be so successful and still help those that are in need or just don't have as many resources as some of us do. And even for the scholarship, I know that you want it to be bigger next year and more than 500. But Mm -hmm. even just thinking about the fact that that's $500 that this person can use towards food or towards books, and it goes so far and means so much that even if it was a lower number, it's just still the the idea behind it and the impact it's going to have on that person is just incredible. So I hope that you also see how much you're accomplishing, even though you have bigger dreams as you should. But I hope that you're able to to recognize how much you're already doing because it's not everyone's doing that. Thank you. And so I I know you also partnership with Girls Play Sports. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me about that because I think that Olivia said that she's been in it for a long time. And I think I read somewhere that you've been a part of that for many years too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Girls Play Sports is one of something that I really cherish because it's kind of like going full circle for me because I actually was one of the little girls that were in like being coached by like the high school volunteers in Girls Play Sports. I think I started in fourth grade. So about seven years ago, I was in Girls Play Sports um, going because I wanted to learn more about volleyball. I wanted to learn more about basketball. And then I remember a teacher saying, well, you can go here for free. And then I would just go there. I ended up bringing my friends. We'd all like carpool and like go to Girls Play Sports to get coached. I remember I'd always be like in awe of all the high school volunteers. I thought they were the coolest people in the world. And then I ended up going to high school on the volleyball team. And one of the coaches were like, well, Cherie, would you like to coach for Girls Play Sports? And I think ever since then, I've been doing it. I've been coaching. And then I actually got to meet Olivia. Um, on the board two years or a year and a half ago. Um, so it's really full circle being the girl who is like mentored and now being the one who's mentoring others. It's really, really nice. And I'm trying to think about the, someone recently said, what, what are you finding that's similar between all these young adults that you're interviewing? And I was like, okay, well, two of them are from Chicago. I'm trying to figure out 
if maybe the resources that you guys have there are different than the other states, and maybe that's why we have these young adults who are just paving the way for the future in incredible ways. And it takes a lot to do what you're doing. It's not easy. It's a lot of time, a lot of work, and a lot of money. And, you know, not everyone is able to do that. And especially with mental health, we're talking about that. There's a lot of failures and a lot of steps that you need to take. What do you think it is that made you this kind of person who can do all the incredible things that you're doing? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I would definitely owe it all to my church, I think, honestly. I think people are surprised when I say that. But the I feel like, especially my church, the people there, they've seen my transformation kind of from, I was really shy, very shy when I was a child. Like, they would invite me to, like, stand up on the stage and say a memory verse, and I would be shaking. Like, I would be like, no way, I'm not doing it. Um, And I remember all the women there, especially the women, they were always like, speaking to me when I was like eight and they were like Sheree I don't care what but you're gonna end up speaking in front of everyone like you can do this and I remember thinking they were like crazy or out of their mind but then they've just been pushing me they've been encouraging me um and now I'm kind of definitely much more comfortable with getting on the stage um so I think it's definitely my church I'm there actually three days a week people are shocked when I say that but church is definitely a big part of who I am just like my faith especially with the COVID pandemic, everything that could go wrong went wrong. But just knowing that I'd be at church on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, four days a week, um, just really kind of grounded me. Um, And I think the pastors there are great. I don't think it's a traditional church. It's more like we pray about the community. We literally drive around like Evanston, Chicago, and we pray over the buildings, over the schools, and we just pray that there'll be peace, that there'll be joy. And I think my church, Kingdom Pathway Church in Chicago, There's leaders, there's mentors, and I think that's kind of who I've been aspiring to be, and I think that's who I'm trying to implement whenever I see kids or people around me. So I think that's a huge part of who I am today. It's clearly showing because I know that you were on TV, and you can't really be shy (laughs) if you're going to be on TV and have your face here and like talk on a podcast. Like that takes it takes a lot of courage too to -hmm. trust yourself and have the faith that you can do the things that are hard because it isn't easy what you're doing and you're in school you're probably applying to colleges if you haven't already you have an entrepreneur class right tell me about that because I just started all this and if I had had you when I was younger I feel like that would have been very helpful yeah so back again it actually did start at church there's a lot of children that um, I work with on like a daily basis and they were always like I want to be a fashion like designer or I want to have my own jewelry business. And I'm like, okay, let's get it done, you know? But I feel like every Thursday or every day I met them, it's like I'd have to sit like one by one and just sit with each one and say, okay, you need to start making these business cards or you need to start making this outline. And I mean, I loved speaking to each one individually, but I was like, how many other children are like going through the same thing? And um, I, Um, it turns out there's a lot of children who actually want to start like a business or want to start a company or have the idea, but they don't have the resources. I think that's the biggest thing I found. Um, So this year, actually, it's called Innovate, the next generation. So I was kind of scared to start it this year. I didn't know how it would turn out. Um, But I remember speaking with like Evanston Public Library, different institutions, and they were like, I think the kids need this. Um, So I actually kind of my launch year, I guess I'd call it, was actually on the kids at church so I gave them like a stipend using a grant I got so I, their parents were a little scared at first like their children were walking around with like $50 check they were like what are you doing 
but um, I had little classes with them weekly, weekly, and then I'd be like, okay, this is the business card week. Like, we need to figure out how to make business cards. We need to figure out how to make a sales pitch. We need to create like a timeline. What are you going to be doing? When are you going to be doing it? And I mean, at first it was a little shaky because you have like, I actually did give two second graders like a check as well. So we have like seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds holding like envelopes of money and being trusted with so much. But I was just like, I don't know. They're going to get it done somehow. Yeah. um, The funny thing about it was a month after we had like this presentation thing where they got to present to their parents. And then I don't know how they figured it out, but they went to Amazon, like designed their own branding, got it ordered. And then the money that I'd given them, they came back with like designer jewelry they had made. It was all enveloped in their own branding. They had their own bags. They had their own like, I was like, wow. So I think definitely next year I'm going to scale it as large as I can because all these kids have like the ideas. They just need like the opportunity. They need someone who can support them throughout their process. So that's definitely been one of my favorite things to do. I'm thinking about how I would have gone to that class. Because <laughs> it, it's so important for these young kids at a very young age to learn from someone and to see that it's okay that you have an idea and to try it. And mm-hmm. it, you might fail, right? Like that's that's honestly the truth of life. Like there's going to be obstacles. You might fail at a few things, but they're learning these important skills like taking care of money. Right. That's something that we all need to learn anyway. And being trusted with something so important and valuable is is such a great life skill. And also being heard. Right. You were there saying, I hear your idea. I'm going to figure out how to help you. Here are the steps. Even if it starts as a lemonade stand. Right. That's a great place to start. And it builds from there. So I'm I'm sure people are going to be signing up next year because that's it's just important for these young children to learn these skills and see that things are possible and I think that back when I was younger that wasn't really the case and I feel like that's why a lot of people in my generation are working jobs that they don't love Mm -hmm. because they weren't taught to follow the dreams or try things and be okay with family it's hard what has there been an obstacle that you faced in starting that that you had to overcome that was really just almost got you there yeah oh I think my biggest obstacles with um everything I'm doing has usually been from my mind honestly it's always started in my head um I think just having to get over that mountain of I can't do it I think that was the biggest thing for me um I know when I was younger like I did try to start art businesses and like I did try to sell my paintings or like my jewelry and if I didn't get the outcome I wanted I was like oh no like uh oh like am I gonna fail am I not good at this um, I even think like my college essay, actually, my personal statement um, is talking about like being in some class, like some really advanced class that I don't know how I got in. And it was like STEM, which I hated. So then I was like, OK, I, I do not belong here. That's like actually how my essay starts. I'm like crying to my mom. I'm like, pick me up. It was a residential program. So I'm like a little middle schooler, like just dropped off at a college living there. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Um, and I think the biggest battle that um. I saw was just my mind. I was like, I don't belong here. And as soon as I kind of hinged onto that thought, I just kind of wanted to give up. So I think after getting through that, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like when you're a kid, you want it to be easy, but um, it wasn't easy. But um, I did like put a lot of time into it. And then I ended up using like my own passion, what I was interested in. 
and like intertwining it into the class. And that's the only way I passed it, actually. I actually did really good in the class, not because I followed the traditional route, but I'm kind of brought myself into it and somehow it passed. So I think that was the biggest thing for me was one, you can do it. You have to kind of change your mindset. I think the mindset I had before, if I don't get it right the first time that I'm, it's not for me, I think I had to get rid of that mindset. And then the second one, just being um, proud of who you are. I know we talked about like where we're from. I know before, if I asked myself 10 years ago to talk about being Nigerian or from Africa, I would never have wanted to do that. But I think just kind of listening to other people's stories and like being confident in your own, I think that was big for me. And that's kind of what I'm trying to teach children now. Like you don't have to fit a certain beauty standard. You don't have to fit a certain standard. Just kind of make your own almost. So I think everything that I've had to struggle with is typically from my mind. It's usually being ashamed or being unconfident or um, doubting myself. So I think get once you get over that, you're you're pretty much through it. <laughs> and it's so funny the way the mind works because I'm thinking about how I'm relating to that, right? Like I have a podcast and what is success and the fact that you have this nonprofit, you're in school, you're graduating soon, like all these amazing things, and yet we're still battling our mind saying you can do it look at what you've accomplished but we have this idea that if it's not this at level i failed which is not true and it's it's such a hard thing for us as humans to wrap our minds around but i'm happy that you know you're the kind of person that it doesn't seem to hold you back from doing these things and it's just another obstacle that unfortunately we as humans have to face (laughs) so you've got horizon initiative going you're in school what's next a great question what is um i mean right now i am buried in like a sea of applications um college has always been something that i've been really passionate about actually ever since i took that really crazy class um i've always been thinking about like what's next in college um and then i was actually kind of confused because i was trying to figure out what and like what you can study to focus on social justice which um i think that was a whole year of discovery in itself but i've kind of decided hopefully that I'm going to be focusing on public policy um and I'm kind of dabbling into law so we're going to see how that turns out All right. but I know that for next definitely college I am applying to like a lot of out-of-state colleges so I'm sure by this time next year I won't actually be in Illinois but um I think what's next for her rising I definitely want it to be um more global I guess so right now we're kind of focused on Illinois and Nigeria but like I was reading all the news and like about like what's happening in Iran like right now. I want to be someone who can just get up, do something immediately with the issues that are happening around the world. I know right now we're trying to um, partner again with a woman-owned company, Kendra Scott, um, November 13th for like World Kindness Day. So we're trying to like raise money to help women around the world. So I'm hoping by the end of this year that I'll be able to use Horizon again to fundraise for the women in Iran. Um, the women in Venezuela, like there's a bunch of crises happening or happening around the world. And I don't want to just I really hate just like sitting back and not being a part of it. So I definitely I'm sure in the next year or two that we'll have like enough grants and enough kind of like a flow where we can kind of just be an outreach system for different women around the world. And then as for myself and my education, I hope to be getting like a bachelor's in public policy. I I mean, I think all those are achievable. I have no doubt that Horizon Initiative is just going to keep growing because it's something that you're clearly passionate about, but it's so helpful for the world. And I know that especially with all the other programs under it, 
it's just gonna become bigger and bigger. And yeah, are you are you nervous about being out of state? I'm not nervous actually. <laughs> I've always loved traveling, so the thought of me getting on an airplane and like doing my own thing definitely eager for that. I do have a countdown on my wall. Oh, okay, okay. So you're really ready. All right, awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have spoken to you tonight. It's just I love finding these amazing people who are just doing incredible things and I'm excited to see where you go. I cannot wait to hear what school you wind up choosing and and yeah, it's just been amazing. I thank you for coming on and doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's been like a fresh breath of air just hearing from you and hearing your stories while sharing mine. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, enjoy your wonderful Saturday night. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs>